بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the classes on the points of benefit on hajj and rulings on hajj now the topic tonight is the talbiya the talbiya The Talbiya. When the Talbiya should be performed. When the Talbiya should be performed. First, the report from Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, said that the Prophet ﷺ declared the Talbiya after he mounted his camel near the masjid in Dhul Hulaytha. After he mounted his Camel. So as his camel stood up with him on the back, on uh, on its back, near the masjid, talbiya is to say, "Labbaik Allahumma labbaik," and we will explain what it means. "Labbaik Allahumma labbaik." This is the meaning. O Allah, I respond. O Allah, I respond. Okay. This is the first saying that the talbiya should be performed, or the talbiya is to be performed after mounting one's mount, whether it's a camel, it's a car, or etc. Aftering, the second opinion is, the second opinion is that he makes the talbiya after the salah. You remember we said that he may, when he makes salah, after he makes salah, he enters the state of, uh, of ihram. So the second opinion is that he makes the talbiya after the salah. So after he enters the state of ihram in the nusuk, in the ritual, he declares the talbiya. This is the second opinion. The third opinion is that if he mounts the first elevation which comes after mounting his mount and moving while moving so he mounts his mount and moves and then when he encounters the first elevation 
then he makes the talbiyah. The evidence for this is in the hadith of Jabir radiallahu ta'ala in which he described the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's hajj he said thumma rakiba rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then the Prophet sallallahu then the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mounted meaning his camel hatta ida stawat bihi rahilatuhu until his she camel which he mounted until he it, it, it stood erect with him on its back on an elevation and on an elevation and this is by the uh, after he made the salah in the hulayfa after he said he declared the tawheed لبيك اللهم لبيك listen to the words of Jabir أهل بالتوحيد and he explained the tawheed to be لبيك اللهم لبيك and we will explain that afterwards so is there any contradiction between the hadith of Jabir and the hadith of Ibn Umar which was the first opinion we discussed earlier no there is no contradiction because this is understood that Jabir did not heal, did not hear the talbiyah of Rasulullah sallallahu except after the mount of the messenger sallallahu came to this elevated place. And Ibn Umar heard the messenger making the talbiyah when he mounted his mount. So each one of them related what he heard. Each one of them related what he heard. So, there is no contradiction, therefore, between the narration of Jabir and the narration of Ibn Umar. So therefore it is preferred that the person makes the talbiyah after he mounts his mount. Why? Because the person may remember something and he will have some time now to do it like perfume or the like. After the salah he may want to put his perfume on his head or the like. So we say, don't make the talbiyah and don't enter the state of ihram until you mount, until you mount your mouth. Therefore, you will have some time to put on your, your tib, your perfume, on your head. Now, what is the meaning of talbiyah? What is the meaning of talbiyah? لَبَّيْكَ اللَّهُمَّ لَبَّيْكَ This talbiyah is a great attestation 
attestation of what? Didn't we hear what Jabir called it? Jabir said, So it is a great attestation of Tawheed, of singling Allah alone in worship. This is the Tawheed, which is the essence of the message of all the messengers. قال الله تعالى in Surah Al-Anbiya, in chapter 21, we need to contemplate this because many people just say the Talbiya, say لبيك اللهم لبيك, and they don't contemplate what it means. In Surah Al-Anbiya 20-25, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِنْ قَبْلِكَ مِنْ رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَعْبُدُونَ And we did not send any messenger before you, O Muhammad but we inspired him saying, La ilaha illa ana. None has the right to be worshipped but I, so worship me alone. Labbaik is a word of response, meaning I am responding. The evidence is what is authentically reported. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says on the day of resurrection, Ya Adam, O Adam, and then Adam says, Labbaik, I am responding to you. Also, it carries the meaning of continuity on obedience. So, therefore, it means responding to Allah and holding on to His obedience. That's why some from the scholars interpreted the meaning of لبيك اللهم لبيك لبيك it, he, they said لَبَّيْكَ أَنَا مُجِيبٌ لَكَ I respond to you مُقِيمٌ عَلَى طَاعَتِكَ Staying on your on obeying you Now if someone asks the question Where is the call of Allah Such that we answer I respond لَبَّيْكَ Where is the call of Allah here? The answer The call of Allah is already stated in Surah Al-Hajj in chapter 22 verse 27 And proclaim to mankind the Hajj, the pilgrimage, they will come to you on foot. Rijala, it doesn't mean Rijala meaning men, no, it means on foot. Rijala, on foot, ala arjulihim, on their feet. And on every lean camel, they will come from every deep and distant wide mountain highway to perform Hajj. Now, why Labbaika is repeated? Twice 
listen to the talbiyah labbayk allahumma labbayk it's repeated twice does this mean the actual repeating it twice or what is intended is great response the second it means a response after a response after a response and after a response and staying on obedience after staying on obedience after following a staying of obedience continuing continuing so abundance it doesn't mean twice actual twice Allahumma Labbayka Allahumma Allahumma means Ya Allah Allahumma means Ya Allah O Allah However Ya is omitted and replaced by the meme Allahumma instead of Ya Allah the Ya the article Ya is omitted and it is replaced by the meme and the meme replaced at the end because in this case the meme denotes plurality and it's a mark for plurality it is as if the one who is invoking and saying I am responding it is as if he gathered his heart upon his Lord. To invoke him, to call him. Because he would say, Ya Allah. Now why it was replaced at, it placed at the end? Why? In order to have the title Allah in the beginning as a blessing. Allahum. Allah. So the title, the majestic title came in the beginning. The meme was not placed in the beginning but rather at the end. And so that the person starts by mentioning the name of Allah at first. And this is a blessing. Labbaik. another time mentioned in order to affirm the first one but with a new meaning and it is repeated and for affirmation that he is responding to Allah staying on his obedience labbayka Allahumma then labbayk لبيك اللهم لبيك لبيك لا شريك لك لبيك because you respond to Allah and the more you respond to him the more you increase your faith and your longing to him and that's why it is repeated and therefore the believer should try to remember and contemplate and feel while saying لبيك He should remember the call of Allah 
Azzawajal to him and his response to Allah not just sheer wordings لا شريك لك لبيك اللهم لبيك then لا شريك لك meaning no associate partner to you in anything not only in this talbiyah but this is more comprehensive لا شريك لك no associate partner to you in your kingdom and لا شريك لك no associate partner to you in your divinity and لا شريك لك no associate partner to you in your names and attributes ولا شريك لك and no associate to you في كل ما يختص بك in all that which is particular to you O Allah and from that is this response of mine فأنا مخلص لك فيها I am sincere in uttering it ما حججت رياء I'm not coming to perform حج for show off ولا سمعة nor for fame ولا للمال and not for money and not for anything else إنما حججت لك I am performing my حج to you alone ولبيت لك فقط and to you I respond only إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ Continuing the talbiyah إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكْ إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةَ لَكْ So, this is general talbiya response. This is a general response. Inna alhamda wa ni'matalak. Comprehensive. Alhamd. It means when I say when we say general, it does not mean like I am responding because the praise is only for you. No, it's more comprehensive than that. Alhamd wa ni'ma lak alhamd wa ni'ma in alhamd wa ni'ma lak. The praise and and ni'ma, the bounties are yours and favors. Now. Normally, we hear the two titles or the two names or the two words rather Alhamd and Al-Madh Alhamd meaning praise Al-Madh meaning commanding They agree in terms of derivatization linguistically meaning in terms of the latter They are composed of Hamd and Hamd Ha Mim and Dal <coughs> Ha Hamd 
hamd. Now, you can read also madh, right? From the same letters. Hamd and madh. Okay? Can you see that? Hamd. Hamd. Hamd and madh exist in both words. Now, is the hamd the same as madh or there is difference? There is difference between hamd, praising, and madh, commending. And great difference, in fact, because alhamd is based upon love and magnification. Alhamd, which is praising, is based upon love and magnification. However, the other one, which is al-madh, commending, does not necessitate that. You may commend someone whom you don't have any love for him in your heart, neither you have magnification of him. However, you commend him because hoping to get something from him, yet your heart does not love him, and you don't magnify him. However, alhamd, which is the praising, it's inevitable that it is based upon love and magnification. And that's when, that is the meaning with respect to Allah now. It means, وَصْفُ الْمَحْمُودِ بِالْكَمَالِ مَحَبَّةً وَتَعْظِيمًا Is describing the praised one with perfection out of love and magnification. Out of love and magnification. This is the meaning of hamd. This is the legal meaning of hamd. When you say alhamdulillah, you're praising Allah by perfection in all of His names and attributes out of love and magnification. Out of love and magnification. Is this clear? And no one would deserve this praise except Allah. No one deserves this praise except Allah. No one. So if someone says, Alhamd means, meaning allowing Allah or commanding Allah, this is wrong. This is nullified in the authentic hadith in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the salah, the salah, our salah. قُصِمَتِ الصَّلَاةُ بَيْنِي وَبَيْنَ عَبْدِي نِصْفَيْنِ The salah is partitioned between my slave and me into two parts. فَإِذَا قَالَ If my slave says, الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ All praise is due to the Lord of all that exists. قَالَ Allah says, Hamadani Abdi. Allah responds by saying, My slave praised me. Hamadani. Wa qala. And if my slave says, in the salah, while reciting the Fatiha, of course, 
الرحمن الرحيم the most beneficent the most merciful قال الله says in response أثنى listen أثنى علي عبدي means my slave commanded me so Allah used two, two different words and this indicates that Athana is different from Madh praising is different from commanding and allowing now Alhamd Inna Alhamda listen carefully please Alhamda, you, when you pronounce, try to pronounce now with me so that you come to know what I would like to talk about. Al, listen, Al, this article in the beginning of the word, Alhamd, Al, Al, are you pronouncing with me now? The article Al, in Alhamd, are you pronouncing? Al, Alhamd, the article Al, denotes total comprehensiveness meaning jami'u anwa'il mahamid lillahi wahdahu all kinds of praises are due to Allah belong to Allah this L is called in Arabic lil istighraq Al, this article. Jami'u anwa'il mahamidi lillahi wahdahu. Belong to Allah alone, all the praises. Al Muhammad, praising him for the benefits. Praising him for warding of harm. Praising him for attaining good, general and particular. All of this. belong to Allah all the places then this is called for al-istighraq 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 then inna al-hamda wal-ni'mata wal-ni'ma the favor, the bounties to Allah the favor you are the one who is offering the favor O Allah and you are the one who deserves that because it is from you then in the talbiya إن الحمد والنعمة لك then والملك والملك لا شريك لك this is affirmation that the hamd and the ni'ma that the hamd that the praise and the bounties to Allah no associate to him if you contemplate these words and the magnificent meanings they denote then you will come to understand that this talbiya comprises all types of tawheed as 
Jabir said in his hadith, Ahalla bit-tawheed, he, the Messenger وسلم, made the talbiya by declaring the tawheed, Labbayk Allahumma labbayk, labbayk la sharika laka labbayk, inna alhamda wal mulka laka la sharika lak. And the Sahaba are the most knowledgeable of people regarding Tawheed. So you say, Wal Mulk, La Sharika Lak, Inna Alhamda Wal Ni'mata Lak, Wal Mulk, Al Mulk, the Kingdom. This is from Tawheed of Al Rububiyyah, singling Allah alone as the, the true Rabb. Rather, we say also that Al-Uluhiyya, singling Allah alone as the true God, is from the Tawheed of Rububiyya. Why? Because affirming Al-Uluhiyya, affirming Al-Uluhiyya, that Allah is the only true God, mutadammin li-ithbat al-Rububiyya, comprises the affirmation of Lordship. On the other hand, affirming Lordship, necessitates affirming Godship or Uluhiyya. And that's why no one singles Allah alone as the true God except that He singles Him alone as the true Rabb. But there are people who may single Allah alone in Him being the true Rabb but does not single him alone to be the true God worthy of worship. And therefore we tell him, if you single Allah alone in Lordship, then this necessitates that you must single him alone in Godship, as the only true God who deserves to be worshipped alone. And that's why the ulama stated, Tawheed al-Rububiyya, the Tawheed of Rububiyya, singling Allah alone as the true Lord, Mustalzimun li Tawheed al-Uluhiyya, necessitates the singling Allah alone in Godship, in Divinity, in Uluhiyya, wa Tawheed al-Uluhiyya, and singling Allah alone as the true God, Mutadamminun, comprises Tawheed al-Rububiyya, comprises the Tawheed of Rububiyya comprises singling Allah alone as the true Lord. So, this is taken from the title Wal-Mulk. You see that? This is derived from Mulk. What about the names and attributes? We said this, this Talbiya comprises the entire Tawheed. Now we know now it comprises two, Lordship and Divinity. Rububiyya and Uluhiyya. What about the names and attributes? Listen. إِنَّ الْحَمْدَ وَالنِّعْمَةِ فَالْحَمْدْ is وَصْفُ الْمَحْمُودِ بِالْكَمَالِ is describing the praised one Allah with perfection. وَالنِّعْمَةِ and the bounty and the favor. مِنْ صِفَاتِ الْأَفْعَالِ is from the attributes of actions of Allah. So therefore, it now comprises Tawheed al-Asma'i wa-Sifat, singling Allah alone in His unique and in His unique names and attributes. Now, 
We said it comprises the meaning of Tawheed in entirety. From where then we come to know that it is without tahrif, without distortion, without negation, without description, and without representation. Bila tahrifin, wala ta'atilin, wala takyifin, wala tamthil. Where is this in this statement of Talbiyah? This comes from the statement in it where it says, La sharika lak. La sharika lak. So if we make representation of Allah, then we commit shirk in tamthil. And therefore, we come to know that these great words comprise the entire Tawheed. And it's unfortunate that, and it's regrettable, rather, that you hear some people in Hajj or in Umrah, they say it as if this is a song, as if it is a song, a rhyme. They don't understand the meaning properly. This is the talbiyah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as Jabir related to us in the hadith reported in Sahih Muslim. Question, can we add to this talbiyah? Question, can we add to this talbiyah? It is reported by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to say لَبَّيْكَ إِلَاهَ الْحَقِّ I respond to you O Allah the God of truth it means أَنْتَ إِلَاهُ الْحَقِّ you are the true God And Ibn Umar, and this is reported by Nasa'i and others. <coughs> Ibn Umar used to add, Ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with him, and his father used to add in his talbiyah, لَبَّيْكَ وَسَعَدَيْكَ لَبَّيْكَ وَسَعَدَيْكَ It means, لبيك, I respond to you, وَسَعَدَيْكَ I am ready to obey you, وَالْخَيْرُ فِي يَدَيْكَ And good is in your hands. وَالرَّغْبَاءَ إِلَيْكَ وَالْعَمَلِ لَبَّيْكَ وَسَعَدَيْكَ وَالْخَيْرَ فِي يَدَيْكَ Yes, وَالْخَيْرَ فِي يَدَيْكَ وَالرَّغْبَاءَ إِلَيْكَ Unto you is the petition and deeds are also for you. This is reported by Imam Muslim. So if the person adds these words, then we hope that this is okay. Following the way of Abdullah bin Umar, may Allah be pleased with him and his father. However, it is preferred to stick to what is affirmed from the Prophet ﷺ. Is it permissible to make takbir instead of talbiyah if the person is uh, at the time 
of Talbiya in the 10th uh, of the Hijjah, in the 10th of the Hijjah, Ka'ashri the Hijjah. The answer is yes, because Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu reported, Hajjajna ma'an Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, we performed Hajj with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, minna al mukabbir wa minna al muhil. And from us, there were those who made takbir and those who made tahleel. La ilaha illa ant. This, in this, there is a proof. In this, there is a proof that they did not make harmonious congregational talbiyah as some people do. Rather, some did make takbir and some made tahleel, each remembering Allah on his own, according to his own condition. As to men, they should raise their voices with it. Because the Prophet raised their voices with the talbiyah. Because the Prophet said, Atani Jibreel fa'amarani an amura ashabi an yarfa'u aswatahum bil ihlal. Jibreel came to me and ordered me that I order my companions to raise their voices with the ihlal, with the talbiyah. This is reported by Sahih Muslim, or in Sahih Muslim. So therefore, the men should raise their voices in compliance with the command of the Prophet والسلام, and following his sunnah and the sunnah of his companions. And also because no stone, no tree around that will hear the voice of the one making talbiyah except that they will bear witness for that on the day of resurrection for him. It will say, Ashhadu anna hadha hajja mulabbiya. I testify that this hajj, this person made hajj mulabbiyan with declaration of talbiyah. It's regrettable that many of the people performing Hajj don't make the Talbiyah. In fact, Jabir used to say, Kunna nasrahu bidhalika suraha. We used to raise our voices with them. Now, if someone says, but didn't the Prophet وسلم, in one narration said to his companions, <coughs> after they made takbir in loud voice on a journey, didn't he admonish them and 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 uh, uh, tell them, or uh, yes, didn't he admonish them and tell them, "Ayuhan nasur ba'u ala anfusikum ayhawinu alayha"? Or people, take it easy upon yourselves. 
فَإِنَّكُمْ لَا تَدْعُونَ أَصَمْ وَلَا غَائِبًا For in fact you don't invoke someone, meaning Allah, someone who is deaf or absent. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ إِنَّ الَّذِي تَدْعُونَهُ The one you are invoking أَقْرَبُ إِلَىٰ أَحَدِكُمْ مِنْ عُنْقِ رَاحِلَتِهِ is closer to you than the neck of his camel. So what's the response? The response, we say, the talbiyah has a particular specification to it because it is from Sha'airul Hajj. It is from the rituals of Hajj. And that's why we have proof to raise the voices in its declaration. But with respect to women, they keep that secret because the woman is commanded to lower their voices in the presence of men and therefore they don't raise their voices because the voice of the woman although it is not fitna, it is said that it could be a source of affliction so that's why the woman should make the talbiyah secretly to the extent that she can only make it heard to her company of women and don't make it loud. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.